the outlaw mud show drive-in for over 50 weeks the revolutionary force in sports entertainment podcasting welcome everyone to the outlaw mud show drive-in this is muhammad fatty i had to give my uh, i have to give my phone for some reason because i'm pulling up all about you we are very happy to have you with us well i am but since i'm the only one here i'm gonna speak for everyone else so the collective we are very happy to have you out here if you are listening to this then, now just please know that we appreciate you we appreciate that you're taking time out of your out of your day or you're just choosing us as some sort of entertainment much love much love now um apparently no one else bothered to show up here and yes this is me that i know since the media scramble two weeks ago uh, there's been a lot of speculation needless to say reports of my uh, of my uh, three-year contract being bought out are greatly exaggerated as you can see i am right here back here suspension has been lifted i was hoping the other parties would come to the table today and we would uh, settle our differences amicably but apparently no bueno no uh, no one else wants to be on uh joe is apparently not feeling well and james is out running errands i don't know i don't understand what that means but then but anyway all they could have should have done was just say we don't want to be on the same airwave as you and i would have understood mind you i would not have surrendered my my spot but i would have understood but anyways back to seriousness since we haven't, uh, you know, had a, like, you know, a serious wrestling talk in about like what three weeks? Yeah. Since then, apparently, the world of professional wrestling has gone mad. CM Punk uh, went off on executive vice presidents. There was a backstage melee, as dubbed by the uh, dirt sheet slash wrestling media. There has been. Logan freaking Paul was challenging for the WWE Universal Championship at Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia. Uh, a lot of a lot of crazy things. Bob, Bobby Fish apparently is an impact right now, but also he has for some reason called out CM Punk to a shoot fight. <laughs> Anyways, um, so. We'll just, you know, it's just me, so we're we're gonna. Uh, I promise you, we're not gonna take too much of your time. But in all of that wrestling thing, there's a lot of negativity surrounding wrestling right now. I don't know if it's negativity or it's just, you know, controversy, I guess. And as the great Hall of Famer Eric Bischoff once said, "Controversy creates cash," so I'm sure it's gonna go. I mean, this might. Uh, drum up some ratings for both uh, for both uh, companies uh, quickly to uh, I'll just talk about quickly uh, AEW John Moxley is now the AEW champion and my first and my first uh, thing and my first reaction was really again Brian Danielson deserves to be the world champion Brian Danielson will bring more credibility to that title then my second thought was, uh, well, if he's gonna, if someone's gonna drop it to MGF uh, at full gear, anyways, uh, as rumored, might as well be Moxley. Brian, when Brian, when it's Brian Daniels' turn, have him have a, like a lengthy, long, good title run. But uh, and 
and just you know mentioning the scrum which side do i fall on i believe both sides are at fault i think cm punk there's a lot of truth to what he's saying i think he's in the right in what he was thinking but he still is a prick i love him i'm a big fan a cm punk fan but we need to call uh, we need to call fair is fair cm punk is a massive prick by choice deliberately i don't think he would even deny the vast which makes it hard for people a lot of people have been burying him you know saying and saying that he's the cancer in the locker room and so forth but since then a lot of report a lot of reports have come out of how he helped the younger peoples or something it's basically two camps in the backstage in AEW but I think the worst thing out of all this is Tony Khan I mean you could feel sorry for him watching this come I know two weeks later everyone has weighed in on it and this random fan is gonna weigh in on it now but anyway I'm just gonna say that you know I showed that video to my cousin who's not interesting and I mentioned to him that that's the owner of the company and uh, sitting next to him and he couldn't believe it. He said, are you sure this is the guy who's in charge? So enough said about that. Um, on a personal note, I feel very, I mean, I'm, I'm in a good place right now, I feel happy. Uh, it's my birthday a couple of days ago and part of my celebration was watching for the first time the A&D biography on The Undertaker which yeah I saved it to a special day because I couldn't find the time to do it and I thought okay that's part of it and we could and wouldn't you believe it uh, they were showing the Hall of Fame and I was thinking yeah I was there oh man alas I don't think I wouldn't it be cool if it was documented and Close to the end of it, when they were announcing the whole film after the Undertaker says goodbye to everyone, there was a shot of me right there, that smack in the middle. I mean, like it's just my head, and I'm wearing a Taker hat because I was dressed like the, uh, because I was, you know, dressed formally. I had a shirt, tie, and vest, and a purple uh, black shirt, the gray, you know, original Undertaker tie, replica, of course, not the actual tie, uh, purple vest, and the Undertaker's coat and hat on. And they just, uh, you know, it's just me with the hat looking up because I was looking at the screen to see The Undertaker. Even though I was front row, but I, I couldn't see him because of all the coast they had lined up. But, that, but it was a great moment, but I got happy seeing that because, you know, I thought, well, this is a documentary about The Undertaker, at least I'm part of that documentary. I'm also on the first episode of The Last Ride, so, yay! Anyways, it's too personal, you don't care about personal stuff. Why am I bending your ears about that? I'll talk. Uh, I'll, I'll talk about something else. Um, so, Logan Paul, Roman Reigns, Crown Jewel, Saudi Arabia. Big match. I'm not the biggest fan of it, but it's a big blockbuster match, and uh, you know, these shows that happen in Saudi Arabia are supposed to be super shows, so I guess it's fitting. And well, the best thing going on in the WWE right now is Sami Zayn. Can't believe it. Sami Zayn, Jay Uso. Well, uh, if you watched SmackDown, you know, a couple of days ago, September 23rd, my birthday, by the way, uh, that opening promo with Roman Reigns and him and having Solo Soko acknowledge him, then Sami Zayn talks and uh, Roman just, you know, berates him, and then it turns out that he was just doing this trip. It plays out perfectly like. You know, one of those Bobster movies. If Sami Zayn, now I'm not saying that that's where they're going with Sami Zayn, 
But it, uh, I think I'm thinking the end game is Sami Zayn is gonna cost cost Roman or the Bloodline something, and he's gonna get the hell kicked out of him for it. But and then and then he's gonna come back for revenge. But it, it felt like something else. It felt like let's say like I said before, Roman Reigns feels like this big mafia boss, except he's badass as well. Like he can he can. You know he can throw down when needed to but he's like this big mafia boss that's running the crime family that's running the wwe and and he is just perfect and he's just the most captivating character in professional wrestling right now but anyways but anyways let's go back to him talking about this and when he was talking to Sam Zayn, when he berated him and told him to take the shirt off and everything, it felt like one of those mafia movies where there was like you know a CI in the in the in in, in the mafia, and he is and he feels like he is about to, like he his cover has been blown and they're about to you know kill him, but instead, instead they promote him inwards and that's how it played out. I was like. I was thinking like after Jay ripped off the shirt I said he's gonna give him a new shirt and I thought he was gonna give him the We The Ones shirt that's a beautiful shirt by the way it's not on shop WWE as I rec I'm recording this right now but rest assured once it's on there and once there's a proper sale I'll be buying myself one of those shirts but anyway and he got him this honorary who's thing and, and Sammy Zane's reactions and then him going to the you know that handshake with Jimmy Uso and hugging Solo Sequoia and those who's been like you know enamored with Sammy and then you know even going to hug Jay because it's sort of like somewhat of in your face and, and Jay's reaction to the whole thing some people and then that hugged Roman Reigns there and oh my goodness Roman Reigns just hugging him back with that you know smile on his face it gave me goosebumps it gave, it gave you a, like a Roman Reigns is such a good guy vibe which is weird because that's a cool heel but uh, it's just amazing. It's, it's like when he got a love for wrestling because it's that art form that he cannot describe that captures so many genres. It has athleticism, it has comedy, it has drama, it has that acting, it has special effects. It's everything. And there's no bigger example of that than the Sami Zayn Roman Reigns bloodline saga that's playing out right now now in a perfect world not saying that this could happen or it's even fitting right now a year down the line once they the bloodline kicks Sami Zayn to the curb maybe this is the guy who dethrones Roman maybe I don't think they're I, I'm, I'm, I'm skeptical about them actually going all the way with Sami I mean the people seem to love him so it might work but maybe who knows i'm just saying if you build sam's credibility after he gets uh, you know thrown out of the bloodline that could be a way to do it first of all he squares off against jimmy Uso in a big favor you mentioned he gets his revenge on that first then he goes after the big dog or the tribal chief in that case my tribal chief i gotta tell you i still eat at the table of roman reigns but that's yeah and that is a great story for you right there I would say so now a lot of there's been a lot of talk about uh, Roman Reigns and The Rock at Wrestlemania and then Roman Reigns going over which 
think is the right thing to do. And here's the thing. Once they WrestleMania, there's a lot of seats available right now, as I understand it. Once that once they announce the rock, that son of a gun is gonna sell out like no like God knows. So it's gonna be you gotta love what's gonna happen. I mean it's it's great. Uh, it's a great time to be a professional wrestling fan, I think. There is so much variety in there. There is, like what AEW is doing, I hear Impact is doing great. I have fallen off on New Japan, but the people who watch it seem to be happy right now, so that's, that's, uh, that's good for them too. Um, you got, what else is going on in the world of wrestling? You got the WWE is going to bring extreme rules and yes, let's end with the main course here and talk about the white rabbit. A lot of, there has been a lot of controversy and this is, and you know, while I'm disappointed the 23rd of September did not turn out to be the big reveal, a part of me is happy because you want the speculation on this thing to, uh, to grow before you actually do anything with it. It's, uh, for those of you who don't know, like a week ago, or even a little more than a week ago, during the Smackdown, I think on the 16th of September Smackdown, uh, during a commercial break, the lights turned red and they played version of Jefferson's Airplane's White Rabbit with vocals only, no no music and for those that you know if you know that song you know and uh, you know it, it sort of has a dark side to it that song in me anyways but i mean it's 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 pretty iconic as well it's if you remember this is the first song uh, this is the song which in if you if you're a stranger things fan as well this is the song which eleven kills the guys at the diner in the first episode too it's it's a pretty haunting song but you know stripping it just to the vocals if you've seen videos of it it's yeah it's pretty scary it's pretty it's pretty haunting and they did that at this magazine and then they did it at a couple of live events and then on monday night raw this past monday night raw there was a qr code shown on screen behind austin theory while he was working uh, while he was getting ready for his match against Kevin Owens. and I am going to be honest with you, I did not notice the QR code because I watch wrestling at 4 a.m. in the morning and I'm like, you know, half there anyways when I'm watching it, uh, if it's live. So, if you scan the QR code, apparently, it takes you to a video that's, uh, you know, the white rabbit, and there's a little white rabbit that jumps around and plays hangman, and it says, who killed the world, and the, and the rabbit goes and plays it until and it comes down to the very last letter but it, it's, it spells out the answer is you did and if you look at and uh, if you see the rabbit eagle-eyed uh, eagle-eyed you know viewers I'm, I'm not sure eagle-eyed but observant you know viewers of the video have seen that the rabbit uh, the first letters that the rabbit chooses are d-e-m-o-n in that order demon which spells out demon so Maybe it has something to do with it, or maybe it's just, you know, a red herring that's being thrown out. But, and then, and then uh, once he locks it, it, it goes to uh, another screen where it says, uh, I think it started with feed your, with the word feed your head, which is a line from the song uh, White Rabbit. You know, you know where uh, the lead goes, feed your head. 
<clears throat> sorry, sorry, my vocals are not trained yet. Uh, you know, it's, I'm doing this without prep. Um, but it, it goes to nine point. It goes to a date nine point two three, which uh, shifts from white to blue, which indicates magna, and then it goes uh, uh, from nine two three to nine semicolon twenty three, like a time. So. A lot of a lot of us, me person, thought that okay, September twenty third is Magdan at nine twenty three p.m. Eastern time. That's where they're gonna have something happen. And <laughs> lo and behold, it was just a commercial break. There was another QR code that showed over there, which takes you to this little you know Pac-Man-esque game where you play the bunny that has to go through a door without getting burned. And once it goes to the uh, to the door, it's uh, it it opens up coordinates, you know, longitude and latitude, which. I heard are the location of where Monday Night Raw is going to be this upcoming Monday. So, honestly, at this point, yeah, keep it going, keep it underground, don't acknowledge it on screen at all. Have it, and apparently after SmackDown, they he put flyers of the White Rabbit and that QR code on their on, on cars in the parking lot where people came out and found them. So that's pretty cool. If you just keep it like you know hush hush, you know, just have it have a social media growth. Without going until it becomes something big, uh, that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty good, because WWE used to be great at the whole you know solo thing, until you know a couple of years, ago, a few years ago, where they just cannot let Steven Douglas cannot let subtle to be there. They did not trust their audience enough to follow things, so they had to label everything right off the bat. Something that's that AEW is doing right now, but hopefully. Under the Triple H regime, it's WWE is gonna, you know, have a better, have at least a little more respect for the intelligence of its uh, of its fans. And so let's talk about theories. A lot of people were th are saying Bray Wyatt. I think it's gonna be Bray Wyatt. There's the guy who designed Bray Wyatt's mask. Uh, you know, came out with this, uh, put out on Twitter a design of a white rabbit thing with a horrifying face on it. So it might have something. A lot of people said it's going to be something related to Carrying Cross, and let me tell you why that's a silly. I'm not going to say stupid because I'm nice and I'm enough trouble with the pod already after the media scrum. After the media scrum I did a couple of weeks ago, but um, Carrying, uh, but Carrying Cross, yes, Carrying Cross was the white bunny, was the white rabbit on Lucha Underground. He was the white rabbit for about three episodes. He showed up for one match. Maybe two matches. I can't remember. But he was like in the trios, uh, in the trios tournament. And then he was at the, uh, at, the, for, at the season finale of season four. And he, showed up, and he showed up backstage one for the white rabbit. And the white rabbit was an over-the-top, like, you know, psychotic killer. But he was pretty cartoonish. Cross is now a real... Is now, while well, he has sort of a dark side and supernatural power stem he's a killer right now which is rooted a little bit more in reality to take him to take his gimmick and change it now after he is just in the middle of his comeback and we don't know what's going on with this gimmick right now would be stupid it's it's he he's on a roll right now why why mess with something that works and why change a gimmick right now to a gimmick that's not widely known, by the way? And this is a, this is me, a Lucha Underground super fan, speaking to you right now, who's saying this. 
No, they should not. They should not promote a gimmick that was on another show that they don't have the rights to. By the way, I believe it's still Lucha Underground. It's still owned by the guy who runs Survivor. I'm not sure who it is. The production company and the already network, but you should. But you're gonna you're gonna give it to another uh, to something else. I would love for it to be someone completely different than Bray Wyatt. By the way, just saying. If they can bring someone very, brand new to the show, or like, you know, reinvigorate someone else's character, I'd be more than happy with that. But it seems like it's going to be Bray Wyatt, and that's, and that's great too. And the other thing is, like, you know, it's going to be, everyone is going to be, everyone is going to be Bray, uh, Bray Wyatt's family, it's going to be Bray Wyatt's fa family from the, you know, Firefly Funhouse. Sorry about that. I had a little snafu there. But the other thing is everyone is going to talk about... Everyone's talking about how, you know, these are... They're going to bring up Ray White's whole, you know, Firefly Funhouse crew in real form. Having uh, Ray as the fiend, of course. Um, Braun Strowman as Husky Harris. As the Huskus the Pig Boy coming back up. Uh, Carrion Cross as well, the White Rabbit, not the Rambling Rabbit, who was the character on the Fire of the House. And, and uh, Scarlet, Smoke Show, Smoking Hot, because Scarlet's going to be Sister Abigail, uh, or Abby the Witch. Okay, let's break this down a little bit. First of all, the whole idea of the Firefly Fen House is... It's the, uh, it's the whole thing was, and again, it might have not been as logical as possible, but, are, but I always viewed that the Firefly Fen House took place inside Bray Wyatt's head. So, and uh, bringing in other people to do this stuff, uh, bringing, other pe uh, bringing in other people to bring the characters to life, it just, and they don't just fit. Huskus the Pig Boy was, uh, was a take on Husky Harris, which is Bray Wyatt's former character before he was the... Uh, before he was, you know, Bray Wyatt. And it's it just tells you that uh, it's just a take that Husky Huskus the Pig Boy was Bray Wyatt when he was Husky the Harris, big, fat, sloppy, uh, you know, guy who wants to eat a lot. And that does not fit Bram Strowman at all. It, it just doesn't. Bram Strowman, love him or hate him, he's just, you know, the giant domin uh, dominating guy. You're gonna... Uh, you're gonna tie him into Husky Harris? Husky Harris was a comedy character. Is that even Mercy the Buzzard? Yeah. And I can't remember who they said was going to be Mercy the Buzzard. Uh, yeah, I'm blanking on that one. I can't, oh, Dexter. They said Dexter Loomis was going to be Mercy the Buzzard. Uh, um, no. Mercy the Buzzard, first of all, was a talker a lot. Dexter does not talk at all. Dexter is not... Is not Dexter right now is not a supernatural guy. He's just a psycho, you know, stalker, serial killer type. It's not... Again, the characters do not match. I know people want this thing. And, uh, and then, Abby the Witch was Sister Abigail, which in canon should be dead, first of all, and should be 
and was the inspiration for Bray Wyatt and the sister Abigail was leading Bray Wyatt so that does not add up later if you're gonna put her on a young girl Scarlet uh, Scarlet I mean what is that? and I, I'm, I wasn't a fan of you know Abby the witch also taking hold of Bray Wyatt's uh, you know being back when he was feuding with Finn Balor in 2017 as thank God that match got scrapped because that was gonna be a horrible horrible take and white rabbit first of all it was rambling rabbit rambling rabbit was a comedy character that got hit beat up all the time it's a loser character you cannot get, put that on a killer like carrying cross right now uh, but anyways that's yeah so i know for the life of me i don't understand why people want to tie a stable to bray wyatt's you know characters from the firefly funhouse it just it does not seem appealing to me it just it it, it 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 feels silly it feels stupid it feels you're milking a cow that's already milked out that thing is gone you can bring back the firefly funhouse with the puppets but you can't give them life as real characters it's just you're taking away the mistake why uh, the people don't like the mistake uh, i don't know why people don't like mystique they want everything to be revealed or everything being tied up embrace the mystique that's all i'm gonna say about this just embrace it. it it's good for you if you embrace the mystique and yeah and mystique is and that's how i think about it can't i don't have anything else to tell you about that about that thing i were well let's just i mean it's nice to speculate about what it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, by all means if you're still holding on to those uh to theories that i just laid out why they were outlandish for you please do i mean i am and again i am not a wrestling expert i'm just a i'm just a fan a super fan that just applies logic to a lot of things i could be wrong i'm not it's not likely that i'm wrong i mean like if they could bring up this stable and then I it would be and I would still lambast it as very stupid even though I'll have exit in my business that I thought it wasn't gonna happen but I'm still gonna call it out just it's nice to have something engaging for a while it's nice to talk about the WWE without talking about how stupid or how silly they are or how boring they are they're putting out pretty good shows that are not always the most exciting but they're consistently good that's what i'm saying meanwhile honestly the cm punk contract situation let's go back to that for a while i am not sure what is going on but again i would say uh, you know it's a good thing to it's not a good thing it's the, it might be the right thing to you know let cm punk go and everything but is that you should strip the EVPs of the EVP title as well. But honestly, I'm looking at AEW without CM Punk and it's not good. It feels like year one AEW, which is throwing everything against the wall and embracing the, and embracing the more stupid aspects of wrestling than it is their actual aspects of wrestling. There's no coherent storytelling yet. There's nothing just stop. You know what? I'm not going to turn this into a rant. So, well, let's just say I am not as pleased with what's, uh, with what's going on in AEW right now. 
I mean, Grand Slam was not was a consistently good show on Dynamite. Then it was the freaking clown show on on Rampage. That's what all. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm not gonna rant. Moving on. But anyway, Drive Through is gonna be back next week. We don't know what the lineup's gonna be. If these, if we're going to solve anything, if we're going to have a full roster, are we ever gonna have a full roster again on the Drive Through? Uh, on the drive-in, sorry. Uh, that's also up in the stars. We have no idea right now. But enjoy the ride with us. If you if you have been holding Lars for the almost two years that this didn't go, just understand that we appreciate you. We love everyone. If we were able to bring you just a modicum of joy, or a modicum or a modicum of entertainment, then we've done then we've done good. Just uh, just saying that. And if you, if you're listening, and if you're listening to us, you're taking time to just you know listen to us while you're driving or while you're jogging or while you're running errands or while you're working. Thank you for giving us a chance. Thank you for you know. Thank you for just including us in your life. That's what uh, that's what I'm gonna say. All right, that's it. The drive-throughs, uh, the drive-in is gonna be closed. Happy podcasting, everyone. Please exit the drive-in. In an orderly fashion from your screen. I hope I hope you like today's uh, tonight's screening. And yeah, just one last thought. Don't worry, darling. Good movie. Felt like an extra too long episode of the Twilight Zone. Could have shaved off about 30 minutes off the uh, of the back end, and added a few more like you know uh, explanation to that one plot twist that happened in the end. Not the main plot twist. There was a subplot twist in it. Uh, Anyways, that's what I gotta say. I just want I just had to review that movie to someone I, I know. Okay, thanks everyone for the drive through for coming in for the drive-in. From Muhammad Fathiakul. I thank you. Get, have a good moment. Happy podcasting. Bye. <laughs>